Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today, our topic will be on the church and where we are at today. And our scripture for today is from Matthew 16, 18. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Amen. All right, we're going to start a series titled, What's on Our Heart? In this series, we'll focus on subjects the Lord has placed on our hearts. For now, we will record these as they come to us. So there isn't really a specific time frame for when we will start or end this series. It will just be as the Lord leads the three of us. And these topics are questions that we have in our own minds that are worth discussing and sharing with you guys so we can all move in the direction the Lord wants us to go. Right. Because, you know, if it's on our hearts, the Holy Spirit put it there in the first place. That's right. Yeah. You know? All right, so the Lord has so much on His heart that He wants us to share. The heart of God is what we should all be seeking in our intimate time with Him, right? Mm-hmm. It's there that He will reveal so many things to those that want His truths. So Laura, Susan, and I, all three of us are constantly seeking the heart of God, and we want to know what He wants us to do or say. We desire revelation that will help us better understand how to move forward in the times that we're living in. And we also want to encourage our listeners that we are all in this together. You are not alone. God desires unity in the body of Christ. So let's dive in. For this episode, as Susan mentioned, we are going to discuss the church and where we are at today. Mm -hmm. And I also want to add that we will be doing two episodes on this topic, because it's such a hot topic, and we'll finish it up next week. So this particular topic has been on Laura's heart for most of her life, so I'm going to let her get our conversation started today. Mm -hmm. Most of my life. Yes. (laughs) She talks about it a lot. Well, I would say it started in my 20s. Yeah. So it's it's been going on for a long time. I mean, it was just a passion that the Lord put on my heart. Yeah. You know, I began seeking Him and spending time in prayer. When I when He called me to prayer, that's when He laid that burden on my heart. Right. I mean, I've always been in the church because my dad was a pastor. Yeah. I've always been, you know, drawn to look at the leadership and how things are run. Right. You know, so I guess that was kind of naturally questions that God I think God put that in my heart too though I mean he he absolutely yeah he deposited those things a long time ago right and um, then as I grew and matured you know things developed and then he would begin to put things on my heart even dreams that I would have yes you know like just even the first dream that I kind of remember having was the one that I had mentioned before in other episodes you know where I saw Satan he was sitting in a rocking chair and he was rocking a baby and he was rocking the baby back and forth, and he turned and he looked at me. He put his finger up to his mouth and said, shh, like that. Wow. Which is creepy. That yeah. is creepy. But it was <laughs> like, what the heck was that? You right. know. And so as I meditated and I prayed about that, the Lord was showing me that that baby represented the church and that Satan was lulling or rocking yes. the church to sleep. So that we wouldn't be awake, we wouldn't be, you know, awake to the purposes and the plans that God has for us. Right. And so that made me mad. You yeah. know, there's a righteous anger righteous that wells anger. up, right? Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. Time to wake up, everybody. Yeah. Wake up. You know. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I just want to scream at everybody. Wake up. Yes. And I can't do that. Same. <laughs> but we can on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. Right. <laughs> I mean, I even had dreams where 
I saw a bride, and she was wearing a white bridal dress. You know, right. she, she looked beautiful in her dress. She was standing in the mirror, but her hair was wet, like she just got out of the shower. She had no makeup on, and she was sitting down in the chair, and I was combing her hair out, like getting her prepared, right. getting her ready. So God was showing me in my dreams a long time ago, yeah. years ago, that I'm to help prepare the bride. Yeah. To be ready, right? We're supposed to be dressed and ready for the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. But we can't, you know, if we're not ready, if we're not, right. if, if there's things going on that's not complete, then I need to, what do I need? I'm asking the Lord, what, what do you want me to do? Right. How do you want me to intercede and pray about this? What should I be doing? Right. Should I be writing about these things? You know, that kind of stuff. So that's what a podcast is good for, you know, is to help the church to wake up. Yeah. You know, but that's that's been on my heart. I, like I said, I've always been drawn to like leaders in the church, pastors. God would give me dreams about the pastors. Every yes, church I've been a part that. of, yeah. yeah, he'd give me dreams about the pastors. And you know, my natural flesh right. is to judge, yeah, from the things that I see and are revealed in my dreams. Yeah. But that's not my place. Right. That's God's place, right? Right. You, right? you can't touch His anointed if they're there, right? You can't touch them. That's God's job. But he says for us to pray for our leaders, right? right. Yeah, I mean, they're right. just as human as, as we are. As the rest of us, yeah. yeah. And they, they right. struggle just as much as anybody else does, yeah. and actually more so, because they're under attack yeah. all the time. So he was always giving me dreams about the pastors and showing me what was taking place in their hearts so I could intercede for yeah. them and pray for them and help you know block the attacks of the enemy right? and help them to be the man or the woman of God that they're supposed to be. Yeah. So that's always been on my heart, and yeah. it it just kills me when I see church not being done right. Right. You know. Well, did you ever feel? Because this was me. Did you ever feel like you were a square square trying to get into a round hole? Square, square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Yes. In All my the time. Church life still because I felt like, and so I didn't. I didn't really start going. I went to church as a child, but not consistently. Yeah. It didn't hit me until I was 31 years old when I got saved. Mm -hmm. And I started going to church consistently. Right. And I, even from then, from the very beginning, I felt, what's the word? Um, Out of place. Out of place. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, I would go to Bible studies, and I just didn't fit in there. Like, I just couldn't fit in. I just, there was something in me, even then, like the Lord had set, I'm not trying to say I'm set apart from everybody else. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I just felt different. Like, I'm just like, this This doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. And it's because it was the clicks, And yeah. it was who's popular and who is, you know. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I learned a lot in these Bible studies. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about the Word. And I learned a lot about God and Jesus and all of that. But there was also the natural earthly junk that went along with right. that the sure. drama and i i mm-hmm. just didn't have time for that i didn't want to be a part of it so i always maybe it was me baby i just separated myself from it because i didn't want to be a part of that well anybody would yeah. if you're led by the holy spirit and you're going to see that kind of stuff you right. know that this doesn't fit in right. the church right it doesn't belong right. in the church it doesn't none of that did it feel more like fluff to you like yes. just mm-hmm. like a lack of sincerity yes. or um, it was reverence. It or? was you know you you want to respect the people that are that are teaching it and all that because you know again it's you got time honor consuming right. But it it just sucked the life out of me. Sometimes I would go and I would just be sitting there going, "Why do I feel weird or awkward or, mm-hmm. or it something feels off?" And I would I I didn't even understand 
half, even a tiny fraction of what I understand now, you know, as far as the church goes, because I've studied so much. But so back then, I was just like, okay, I guess it's just me. I felt. Well, because that was artificial. Right. And that's That's not real. You know, and like when you go into a country club. Right. You would expect that, right? Right. Not in a church. Yeah. And so God's people should be better. Right. And they, they're just functioning on a fleshly level, not, right. not a spirit level. Right. There should be a spirit of unity and oneness, right. brotherly love, you know? Yeah. That's what you should feel when you walk into a church, and not the club. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, and there are people that do. They, they do fit in there, they, and they love it, and they, they thrive in that, and mm-hmm. that's great. But it just, for me, it was different. Go ahead, Susan. No, I think also leadership is so important, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To keep everyone. Good leadership. Yes. Yeah, well-trained and good leadership. Right. Well, the leadership is supposed to lead the people in the right way. So right. if they should be the ones who should see the fakeness and they should see the clicks right away and then Shut bring a stop to it. Yeah, it exactly. That's yeah. my new phrase this year. The Lord has told me when the enemy is involved, shut it down. Right. It should be shut down for the moment that little spark even gets talked about. Now, that doesn't mean you run in there and you go, hey, everybody, break it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but but you, that means in the spirit while you right. intercede and pray, right? There's a right yeah. way to do mm-hmm. everything. And there's a wrong way. We're right. All, we're all guilty of both, you know? Right. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, I, just, I just feel like the church as a whole, I know you guys talk about it all the time. I, I struggle with it, you know, because I got so involved and I got so hurt by the people that were there. And leaders, pastors, and I you, just, you were deeply hurt. I was deeply hurt. My uh, whole family. Was you were deeply. in leadership. Us. Yeah. And you were, you know, hurt very deeply by, right. by the person that was supposed to be leading you. Right. You know, I didn't feel supported. And I didn't, still have not gone back into leadership because, at the church anyway, because mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to, to put myself out there anymore. So I'm learning, you know, I'm learning and I don't know that God has, has got a plan for each one of us, but but still, there's many people that have been hurt in the church. Because and don't you know that the enemy is going to go through the leadership oh, yeah. to hurt right? the congregation, right? God gave me a vision one time and I saw a bowling alley Yeah. and I saw, you know, how you have the pins all set up, right? right. And they're in that kind of triangular shape. And so the head pin is at the very front. There's, what, 10 pins? Yeah. Yes. And so when you throw the ball down, if you hit the head pin, what happens to the rest of the pins? They all fall. They all fall down. So what the Lord That's was good. showing me was if you hit the leaders, if the enemy hits the leader, then the rest of the congregation will fall. Wow. So when that the enemy came through that leader, mm-hmm. you know, that affected you and your family, and then you all fell away from the church, really. We did. You for know, a while, and, yeah. and just said, forget it. Yeah. Why, this is not worth it. I mean, anybody would. Yeah. Right? And I mean, I, I grew up in church, so I've been hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. You, you lived and breathed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, it's like the Lord kept saying, don't look to man, look to me. Yes. These are people that are just as vulnerable as you are from for screwing up. Right. Right? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not the person. It's this evil spirit it behind is. them. Right. Always what's so, operating mm-hmm. in and through them. Yeah. I mean, I have to do the same thing when I'm looking at people on TV that are just, I'm looking at them, I'm going, oh my gosh, you know, but don't look at the person, look at the spirit that's functioning in them. Exactly. And then it gives you a whole different compassion like Jesus had. You know, it says yes. Jesus had compassion on the crowds. Even though he was tired and hungry, he had compassion. His It was his compassion that overwrote, is that override? Yeah, overrode. <laughs> overrode right. 
his feelings and his physical emotions or, right. you know, discomfort, his compassion was what moved him and moved him forward for the people. Right. You know, helped him to go to the people and drive out demons. And you yeah. see the demons working in people all the time. Right. Yes. You well, know, you know, and now we're dealing with, you know, I, I've heard you say this a lot, Laura, what's wrong with the church? Right. Something's not right with the church. What's wrong with the church? We're sick. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not doing things the way that we should be doing things. And, you know, I, I've talked about this before, just about how the churches right now should be talking about the awakening the things that are happening, mm-hmm. the things that things uh, that are coming, the things that are coming, the things that are that have gone on in the world, and how we need to step up and step out. And they're not; they're just talking about another Sunday sermon, and that just it just flies all over me. I have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to hear another. When I hear a preacher preaching about what's coming, it's usually a prophet that's talking right. about openly about right. things, right? Right. But when I hear a preacher that's actually on that subject, I'm so tuned in, right? You know, because Same. people need answers. They want and real answers for what's them, coming. We're all asking the questions right now. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Yeah. Where is the church? Why are we not standing up and fighting? Mm-hmm. This is not what God wanted for us. He wants us to, what is it, rule and reign, subdue? Right. Have a rule and reign over all the serpent. But we're nowhere near earth. that. No, we're just letting the enemy run all over We're just now us. waking up. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Well, we get strong. That's what I'm looking forward to. Right. Okay, right. so how do we get strong? There's a lot that goes with that. There it is a lot. simply is, and we talk about it all the time, intimacy. we get strong is intimacy with God. <laughs> yeah. Intimacy, it's reading His Word. Mm-hmm. That helps you understanding the Word because that's our weapon, that's our sword. But the intimacy with God, because that's how He, he, he directs us, He guides us. He's mm-hmm. going to give us the boldness and the courage and the wisdom and the revelation on how we turn it around. We you know, can't do it without Him. Right, yeah. and if we're so far off track, then it's what we just did an episode on, decreeing, declaring, yes. it's speaking, it's it's believing that it's we do have the authority. The authority. Yes. It's been given to us. Mm-hmm. So it's each individual's responsibility to, to take that authority right and use it properly yeah hearing from the holy spirit so if we all step forward and do that unity yes we will all be unified right the body of christ will be unified and that's a powerful weapon right there and i'm just going to interject because we talk about intimacy all the time yeah and we're women right and so for a man you know yeah to understand intimacy, when we say that, you know, man probably thinks, okay, you know, yeah. women tend to, you know, kind of grad, grad, what's the word? Gravitate. gravitate. Yeah. <laughs> we gravitate towards a place of intimacy. We love the comfort and the love of the Lord. You know, right. we love to be in his presence. And, but men do too. And the, I was thinking about this, and really for a man, all that means, and defines as for a man to have intimacy is to humble himself. I think the word humble yeah. really stuck out to me. Right. Is to humble himself before the Lord, to spend time in the word of God and just basically like symbolically with your hands open just saying, God, what do you want to show me? Yeah. What do you want to say to me today? I'm your servant. Speak to me for your servant is listening, you know? Right. Just like Samuel. And that's all it is. Yeah. It's as simple as that. 
It's it's not complicated. We don't need to overcomplicate it. Right. And it's yeah. the same for women as men. Right. Okay. It's a, it's the same thing. Yeah. But we, we just kind of talk about it in a different way. Right. right. We've been teaching man's truth instead of God's truth, right? So once we get away from God's truth, even a small degree, we have then opened up the door for the devil to come in and start whispering his lies. This gets us off the path that God has for us. And the lies from the enemy turn us further and further away from God and his truth. The church is far, far away. We just talked about it. We're far, far right. away from where we need to be. And the enemy is laughing at us because he knows how foolish we look because he has tricked us over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that just goes along with, it's not just church on Sunday. It's right. Like you have both said in intimacy, it's digging into the word yeah, and letting it speak to you personally, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I wanted to talk about the division in the church with competition about who is the greatest, which of course goes way back in the Bible. Yeah. Right. Like the disciples were arguing over which one of them was the greatest. Oh yeah, who could sit on the right hand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like he, yeah, they, uh, yeah, James and John didn't right. talk to their mother into asking Jesus if who could sit at Jesus's left and right in heaven. So it's been around forever. Yeah, we're no different from the disciples. Right. I mean, if you you can see in the church and upon volunteering and things that, you know, there's just there are, there's an interest in badges and who wears the badges and the titles right. and, you know, and, Who's in and, charge? and that's just human nature that's yes. that's going to happen, but mm-hmm. it comes back to unity. Like we we are serving all of us are God's people, and we're serving God's people. So yeah. it just, all the labels go away. Right. And Jesus said, if, you, if you're if you desiring to be the greatest, you know, when you're invited to someone's home for dinner, yes. you don't take the seat at the head of the table. You sit that. at the end of the table. Yes. Then if the host says, oh, come sit up here, isn't that better yeah. than if you were to sit in the most prominent place? And he says, get up and move. Yeah. Somebody else and needs to. How humiliating is that, right? Right. But we should always be just like Jesus, washing the disciples' feet. Right. Be the servant to all. Yes. You know, and, and that's, that's a hard concept in our world today because well, it's all yeah. about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. You know, and disunity. Right. What am I get out of this? Just the subject of disunity. When we're divided, again, united we stand, divided we fall. Right. So if we're divided, and the enemy can keep us divided, then we can't be the the uh, he's winning strong force that can take this divided. world. Yeah. We're damaging right. ourselves. Right. right. He has he can let go because mm-hmm. he sees that he's got us. Right. right. But again, unifying the body of Christ, it takes that division away and we will conquer the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yes. When we become united mm-hmm. with God, one with God. It's not about just us people, humans unifying. It's us working with God and his his army of light, his army of angels. Because they're working with us, you know, and then we're working. It's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Because then we could go and, oh my gosh, the, yeah. the world would completely change. Yeah, we're unified That's by where we're one headed. spirit. Right. One right. spirit. Not uh, demonic. No. But God. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And, you know, and just I think back to legalism right. and performance. You mm-hmm. know, when you're comparing yourself to others and arguing who's the greatest, it's all, how can I, how can I do this better? Right. How can I? Uh, and then all the legal, legalism, right? And rituals, and you know, that's a big thing. We let's like get all I this said, checklist done. Lord just uh, said it. We overcomplicate a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Just let the Holy Spirit reign. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm. I wanted to bring up something that you know when we were talking about 
this subject. And I said, ah, you know, I'm like, I'm so frustrated. Yeah. This is where, you know, and I'm still a part of a church and continuing to go. Right. But yet, there's many times where I walk in and I'm so frustrated with the church, you know, with the worship services, just how it's conducted, you know. Growing up, I was in a Southern Baptist church, you know, so we were in a very traditional type service with the hymnals and all that kind of stuff you know so when worship music came around you know just celebratory worship music i was like yeah this is great you know but then you know years have gone by and you get stuck in a pattern of that kind of worship music and it's and then it's become this uh how should i say concert a concert (laughs) yeah where i walk in and there's smoke machines and you know skinny jeans and everybody's got the coolest looking outfit on you know and it's all performance based right and i have no problem with people preparing music and getting ready right and the worship no right it's just the atmosphere of the performance yes and it's not about what what was worship in the bible in the new testament days in the early church it was just songs from the heart right and you know like we've talked about that before we're like we were really glad one time when the power went out and somebody got up there and just sang acapella i'm like yeah Yeah. you know that's real right and so i have a hard time with anything that seems polished perfected and performed i just have a, a real issue with that and so it's hard sometimes when you know, you go into church and you see this polished performance and you see people, even how they lead the worship, they know the right phrases to say to transition you to the next song. And I'm like, well, let me, you say, know. Let me stop you right there because the Holy Spirit's speaking to me about this. So, so first we want to just say that this is, this is what's on our hearts. Okay? Right. So this is just things that we notice. So um, anybody don't take this the wrong way. But right. It's all about, this is what the Holy Spirit's saying, it's all about the status of the heart. Mm-hmm. It's not just the people that are coming in to listen to worship service. It's the people that are on the stage. It's the status of their heart. Mm-hmm. That's what the Holy Spirit sees. That's what God sees. That's what He works through. Right. But when you're trying to go up there and, and I'm not saying everybody does this, you mm-hmm. know, even the ones that have the smoke machines, you know, but they could be up there and they're just trying to impress or they're trying to, right. you know, and sometimes you just get that feeling. Mm-hmm. You just get that icky feeling. I remember when I was I was explaining before in a, another episode where the discernment yes. kicks in. And someone would get up to sing a solo, you know, right. and I knew they were all about themselves. I couldn't look at them. Right. I had to put my head down, you know. But then somebody could get up there and they didn't have the greatest voice at all. Right. But they got up and sang and I felt the spirit of God coming out of them and I was like weeping. Right. You know, uh. that that put me to tears. So There'd be times when we have certain, you know, the worship team, they kind of rotate around and right. be different worship. Certain worship leaders, I have no problem with. Right. Other ones, I have to, like, yeah. look somewhere else. <laughs> it goes back to the leadership. The leadership needs to be praying in the Holy Spirit's presence before the service even starts. Right. Because if you walk in, somebody that walks in off the street that doesn't know what the Holy Spirit is or what that all, all that is, mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna be impacted. But the people that have been... Mm-hmm. Christians for a while, and they know what the what the Holy Spirit feels like. Mm-hmm. And when they walk into that building and they feel that, then they know that it's been prayed over. They know mm-hmm. that it's been Holy Spirit's there. That's that's where we're headed. The church is going to be headed because right now the Holy Spirit's not in all the churches. Okay, right. So on that point, yeah, that's what the Holy Spirit was bringing up to me just now was the reason I'm frustrated. Yeah, the reason there's that spirit of discontentment in right. me 
is because where God wants us to go right. and where he wants to, again, he's waking us up, right? Right. So where he wants us to go, what we have now is not it. Right. It's been good for a time. Right. Let's put it that way. So I'm not trying to be all critical about right. this. <laughs> I'm just sharing my feelings. Right. You know. just a hurt. Again, because I used to say this, my husband got so tired of me saying this, the church needs a change. Yeah. The church needs a change. <laughs> He's like, okay, honey, we get it. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, but that's just what's in my heart. Ah. It goes back to what you said at the beginning of this episode, that it has to do with, if it's on your heart, the Holy Spirit put it there. Yeah. He put it there. Right. There's something wrong. There's right. something wrong. He's telling you there's something wrong. It's like when you're in a job, right? Right. And, and it's fine for years or whatever. And then all of a sudden, there's a discontentment in you. You want yeah. more. You desire more. Yeah. And so it's like, no longer is that job perfect. Satisfying. Yeah. It's like you start looking for another job. Right. Right. But that's because the Holy Spirit's leading you in that direction. Yes. You're supposed to keep going or, or doing whatever you're called Moving to do on. next, right? Right. That's why I believe that there's that discontentment because God says, don't you want more? It's the disconnect. There's more I have to offer you and it's coming. So I need you to start praying for it. Yeah. But it's coming. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 All right. I want to talk about the religious spirit that's operating in the church. I know this is an ugly topic. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's ugly. <laughs> it is ugly. The spirit is not of God and we need to recognize that it comes from the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. The spirit has caused so much damage within the body of Christ. And you, you know, the enemy just laughs because it has caused us to turn on each other. Right. Just like Laura said earlier, divided, mm-hmm. we, divided we fall, united we stand. Right. Yes. It's such a big issue. Like it just causes so many small issues all the way to large issues, you know, it, that religious spirit of, of, and it goes back to man made. Right. You take the word, God's word, which doesn't change, and we change it. Mm-hmm. It's our own interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. And that's where religion comes in. And then people are raised up that way or they're taught a certain way. Then when they hear something that doesn't line up with what they were taught, they believe what they were taught. Over the word. Over the word. Mm-hmm. Or over what yes. God's saying. You know, that's not what I, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. And it just causes all of these issues. That's why we have denominations. Right. Yeah, we're one. We're, we should be all one Holy Spirit. There should not be one denominations. Church. I yeah. said it. There should not be denominations. Mm-hmm. We should not have Baptists and Catholics and Lutherans and Methodists. We shouldn't have that. Right. It won't be that way in heaven. No. No. We and we're to bring the things of heaven. God. Right. We're to no. bring the things of heaven to the earth. So yeah. we yeah. should look more like heaven. Did, is <laughs> anywhere in the Bible does it say denominations? No. Is anywhere in the Bible does it talk about different religions? Nope. It's all one God. Yes, so, it is. You know, that's mm-hmm. the spirit of religion right there. It, it, it's the pride. only time there was it's other religions the is they were worshiping other gods. Right. Oh, that's a big one. Well, it's, it's pride, too. I mean, just on a personal experience right. growing up, you know, in, in my denomination, Catholicism, I just remember, gosh, in first grade, there were probably five of us that got to leave school a little earlier Yeah, because we were... We had to drive to the next town over for religious right. education. Just on a, I don't. Whenever the teacher could teach it, right? Like Friday or oh, maybe okay. that. But oh boy, did we get horrible looks! Like, why do they get why out early? Why, why are you special? And right. we thought we were special. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And and even just growing up, it, it was just you know, oh, that church down the street, yeah. like. Or that church, a church that's not Catholic, that's not mine. Mm-hmm. And 
we, I mean, we're all worshiping God. Right. Right. So, all one these, God, same God. One God, same it's God. That God right. did divide himself up into different denominations. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's easy to, uh, when you keep following the same pattern over and over again, you, you get, you start, like you just said, it's yeah. almost like the pattern becomes more important. Right. Than the whole reason you're going. Right. And the more that you get taught or you believe the things that, and for good reason, I was raised Baptist. I get it. I was taught and I believed about the rapture. I believed, about, you know, so many different things. And and now that I'm in the Word and I'm, I have an intimate relationship with God and He's revealing things that are way different than what I was taught, I'm like, but you, you, it's hard to pull away from what you've been believed your whole life. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. hard to separate yourself from it. Yes. And it takes a lot of work for the, the Holy Spirit to unravel those things that have just intertwined themselves deep within you. Oh, we yeah. have to become students. Right. On our own, one-on-one with the Holy Spirit. And it's the discernment. And the Word of God. It's the Holy yeah. Spirit saying, what you believed is not right, and you fight it. No, this is what I was taught. What I was taught was true. And you only know that it's not right because you're lining it up with the Word of God and saying, wait a minute, what's yeah. wrong with this picture? Yeah, yeah. Wait, that's, that's not inner, what my pastor said. It should be you an know? inner conflict. If you're experiencing inner conflict, then you're dealing with the spirit of religion because the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get you to wake up here. I'm trying to show you what the way it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. the way that I meant it to be. Well, and if you're getting that inner conflict, then that's him trying to tell you. Yeah. Right. That's why you were when you were first talking about the church and the club feeling yeah, and the, the clicks, clicks. That's where religion comes in. Absolutely. You know, it and it's it's because there's this man made structure. Right. And that's uncomfortable. Right. That's yeah, not it's, that's not the Lord. It's like condemnation too right. for not yes. being the right thing. So I swear in the right felt. clothes. I would yeah. walk in the room. Mm-hmm. And in what I was going to, when I was really involved in all of the leadership, and I felt condemnation. Mm-hmm. I felt that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't qualified enough, that I was different, that I would see things and, or see and hear and say things that that I was experiencing. And they all just were like, "She's crazy," mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's that's lies. that's demonic. That's what I would get told, and I was just like, "Well." It it's all, hurtful. It is hurtful. It's and hard to process it. Goes all the way back to the Pharisees. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. Jesus. Right. Telling them they couldn't eat the wheat. Right. What, um, on, on Sunday. On Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you're hungry, eat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. they were do, you know, doing a lot of ministry. And, or you yeah. couldn't heal on the Sabbath. Right. I'm like, this man's been suffering his whole <laughs> life. Could it go <laughs> save your sheep or your ox or whatever, you know, on the Sabbath? Right. It's, it's crazy talk. Well, and it, it was just all set up according to the law of Moses, you right. know, right? Um, but when Jesus came, he was showing them what was more important. Right. You know, what was really, he was God in the flesh. Right. And so he was straightening some things out yeah. <laughs> that needed to change, you right. know. And, you know, that's that spirit of religion. Right. <laughs> he was right. Born. And that's the yeah. thing I want to say about that, too, before we move on to the next topic. You know, that, that spirit of religion, it, it, it keeps you bound. It keeps you in this little enclosed. All of us in the box. In the box. Here we gotta, are. Got to operate this way. Can't step outside of that box because, you know, God will strike you down, you know, and, and that's not what God wants. We're supposed to live free. Absolutely. You know? yeah. We're supposed to live free and at peace and prosper and, and you know, 
be fruitful and multiply. That's what it well, says I mean, back the, in Genesis. You know, you know, keeping God in a box. It's it's all on what your mentality is and your vision of what who God is. Yeah, and it also keeps people in, you know, that are Christians in the church rather than stepping out of the church right. and reaching out and being the church in the world. Yeah. You know, it it's that club mentality. Exactly. You know, let's just all stay in here in a little holy huddle and we're all just gonna live our lives peaceful and happy for Jesus. Right. You know. But that's not what God called but us to do. God doesn't want us to stay within the four walls of the church. Right. We we gotta get right. out. And then, you know, go to church on Sunday and then sin the rest of the week. Yeah, live like the world the rest all, of the week. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used it's to not do gonna that. work. Either. I used to do that. I yeah, used to be guilty well, we of that. all did. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, you know, there's. I wanted to talk about royal responsibility and authority. Oh yeah. Um, so Jesus said, he said to make disciples of all nations. Right. But most of the church has reduced our call down to making disciples in all nations. Yeah. But he said make disciples of all nations right so i i think sometimes we can have like a pauper mentality when we feel small and powerless we tend to dilute the word of god down to something we can accomplish in our own weak state so we didn't we don't feel convicted for not doing what's required of us does that make sense yeah so i think a good this just reminds me in Matthew 28, when Jesus said, And all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. That's good. So I think it's a responsibility for each one of us to use that authority to fulfill his purposes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the authority, and with that authority, each of us has a responsibility to go into yeah, the world. Us. And I think that's where one of the things that the the church has failed in a lot of ways. Now, some churches are great at it. Other churches have not taught Christians who they are in Christ right? and the authority that, that they walk in, the authority that God has given to us. Right. Because that's, that was my issue, you yes. know, when I was growing up and stuff. I didn't know who I was, yes, really, right. in Christ. Same. I didn't understand the authority Same. and the power that I had over the enemy, because right. I had a huge fear of the enemy. Right. Me too. And so I believed, oh, you know, I had, I'd have dreams that Satan's running after me, and, you know, he was yes. scary, you know, and all the things I'd saw, you know, in the movies and things right. like that. And so that my perception of the enemy was that he was bigger and I was smaller, that in reality, I wouldn't have said that I saw Satan bigger than God, right? but I was acting like it. Yeah. I was acting like Satan had more authority than God. And once I looked at the Word and I was educated and I understood my authority. When you, when you just said that, when you feel small, when Satan makes you feel small, mm-hmm. what does that do to God? Because God is the ultimate authority. He's the creator. Mm-hmm. So when we make Satan bigger than God, because if we put him up here and we fear God, then we're putting Satan and that fear above God. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right. huge. You, you shouldn't have a fear of the enemy because that, that limits what God 
could do in your life. You're limiting him right, when you right. put Satan up there. And it's really on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, Satan's, you know, he's scary. He's going to hurt me. He's going to hurt my family. He's going to hurt. Or you just have this huge fear of who he is and what he represents. And then God's over here going, hello. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to live like that. I, I mm-hmm. am the creator of Satan. I am the creator of the devil. You right. know? So it's yeah. like, you don't do that. But the more you look, and what I found out is, is I had to be pointed back to the word. Right. Laura, what does the word say? Right. What does the word say who you are? Right. And what did you get empowered with from God? Right. You know, his dunamis power. And so what authority do you have over Satan? Right. Do you, did you see Jesus running from people that had demons in them? Nope. Nope. And so it was like this, oh my goodness. You it was like a wake up call to me. Yeah. Personally, to understand who I was in Christ right. and remembering who I am. And so once I saw that, I really felt like the tables had been flipped on me, and I flipped the table back right. and said, oh, no, 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 no. Now I'm aware. I'm awake, and yes. I know who I am. And so everything changed. And that spirit of fear, I really had a stronghold of fear in me, yeah. was gone. Yep. And I, But I had to fight it. I had to keep my guard up. And remember the truth. Go back to the truth. What did I say? Who I, who you were, Laura? Right. Oh yeah, I'm this. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, that just give you so much joy, confidence. Confidence. I yes. Mean, it's just. It's very empowering. Security. Very empowering. Yes. And boy, do they celebrate in heaven when you get it. Right. When you get it. Yes. She right. Got it. We prepared huh. to teach her this. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> like all of a sudden you become equipped. Yes. All of a sudden I've got all these weapons on me. Right. And I know how to use it. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Right. So I think that's a lot of a, a big problem is that is the church does not know their identity. Right. Once we know our identity, we're going to be we we like know how to powerful. Yeah. Right. We, we know what we're supposed to do when we're in those four walls. We're supposed to go in there and worship. We're supposed to receive the word. We're supposed to learn. But what we're supposed to do, the Holy Spirit says, you get that in your heart, and then when you walk out that church. Outside the, just like you said, outside those four walls, mm-hmm. what do you do with what you've been taught? You we, spread it. We are the <laughs> church. We are the Each church. Each one of us is the right. church. We go we to the church to out. get taught. And if the Holy Spirit's there, He's going he's gonna to line that up with what God's created you to do. It's going to light that fire within you. And then you're going to go and you're going you're gonna to spread the goodness of God. And I know this all will end up over the world. on another subject Uh-oh. that we'll have to discuss <laughs> later. But if you look at the structure of the church today, yeah, the Protestant church, right, even the Catholic church, the pastor, it's it's all set up in not in really a biblical way. I mean, right. it is, but it isn't, right? Because there's things that are missing. When you go back to the New Testament, mm-hmm. it's apostles, prophets, pas- uh, evangelists, yes, then pastors, right. and teachers, right? And what we have set up in the Protestant church for years is pastors, evangelists, and teachers. Yeah. And that's it. Right. They've pushed the apostles and the prophets out. Right. Because that is that is very true. And so there's there's the disconnect. Right. And that I know there's gonna be another subject. Yeah, but there's one. that disconnect. Because when you said we go to the church to learn, right? Not yeah, but the pastor's role is to be the shepherd. Now a shepherd, what do they do? They lead the flock in the right direction, right? Yeah. So if they're they're off and they're not hearing what the prophets are saying and the apostles, right. how are they supposed to lead the sheep in the right way? Oof. 
So I, I, I know this is another subject that we could talk for another 30 minutes on. <laughs> Write that down, Laura. We got to talk about this. Okay, make, <laughs> make a note. <laughs> Dental note. But I'm just saying there's the issue. There's one of the issues. Yeah. There's a lot of issues. But there's one issue where we need to look at that closely and say yeah. the restructuring of the church needs to be more an apostolic type church. Right. Or what they call it, like, a, is it a four- Got four, uh, I forget. I won't get into four, that because yeah. I don't have the information. But yeah, yeah it's more in biblical ways of doing things like Paul talks about. It's apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, yeah, pastors, you know, like yeah. that. So that's good. Yeah, there's where we're not being led in the correct way. Right. The sheep are being led astray. Right. So it's good. All right, Susan, that was a good topic. Mm-hmm. You're right. The church needs to operate outside the four walls of the church. We need to be doing more than we're doing if we're going to reach the lost. Missionaries in other countries are wonderful, but we need to be doing more here in our whatever country you live in. doesn't matter, mm-hmm. especially in our own homes. It's where it starts. Right? Oh, yeah. All right. And then one more thing before we close, I want to talk about going to church now. You know, after learning the things that I've learned in my awakening, which has been over the last few years, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, each one of us have our testimony about that. But going to church now has become ho-hum for me. You know, it's it's unfortunate. I don't want, we, we touched on this earlier, I don't want another sermon that's been taught a hundred different ways. I want the church to be talking about how we prepare for this new era, for the changes that are coming. I want more revelation from God. I want more of God's truth. No more watered-down religion. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel about that? Well, yeah, and I think that's why we are drawn to our Bible study, yeah, because it's teaching us things that we hadn't even thought about before, right? And it's new to us, and it's fresh and exciting, and the Holy Spirit's leading. Holy Spirit is definitely leading. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why I like yes. our Bible studies because it's Holy Spirit led. Right, it's not a you know, oh, we're going to study this book, not a sermon. Yeah, right. and 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 we're digging in and learning how to decipher God's word, or even looking word. up right root now we're words. Learning what the enemy, what his purpose was, that's well, what we're learning right now. Yeah, well, a, a much bigger picture, yes. right, right, that I've never even never even thought, thought of, of before. Since, yeah, since of, the beginning of creation, right. of what God's right. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that'll be another subject that will be. for another time. <laughs> right. All right, so I do want to say that I'm thankful the church is waking up. You know, God has heard our prayers. He's making a way for us to overcome the evil that we have allowed to infiltrate every single part of our society. What he is about to do for us will change everything. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful for it. Our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and so on, they'll, they'll all benefit greatly from the fight that we're in right now, that God has already promised us that we'll win. Things will get better, much better, and we must never allow the evil things that we are experiencing to happen again. God's ecclesia, that's us, the church. We must be the ones that are at the top of those seven mountains that we've talked about. Those are the seven mountains of influence in our society. We've mentioned these seven mountains before. Talked about Johnny Inlow. Mm-hmm. He wrote a he got a vision from the Lord. But here's a reminder: those seven mountains are media, government, education, economy, family, religion, and arts and entertainment. Right? Mm-hmm. We will get there. But as we already know, it's going to be a monumental fight. All right. Well, that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today on the church and where we're at today. And next week, we will finish up our discussion on this topic. And so please tune in. Thanks for putting up with all of our thoughts. I know. (laughs) It's on our heart. It gets kind of heavy sometimes. Right. Well, let me just close with this scripture. It's from Revelation 3, 15 through 16. It says, I know all the things that you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. 
I wish that you were one or the other. But since you're like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Ooh, that's a big one. And we definitely don't want to be like the Laodicea church. That's right. Right? Ooh, that's a whole other topic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for all that you do for us. Yes. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Yeah, we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And we'd love to hear from you and what you thought of this episode. Yeah. So just email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine's laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you and give you His peace. All right, until next time. Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electric acid.